football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. All you have to do is head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code. It's BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Please do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Brewerton Ace Hardware, the Vince Guerra Consulting Group, and our terrific friends at Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, man, I'm telling you, Route 11 in Brewerton, this place has got the comfort food from your meatloaf Monday all the way through the week to your fish Friday, pizza and wings galore, and of course, hot and cold subs, burgers, classic, classic stuffed shells, They've got it all at Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, available on the Slice app, Grubhub, and DoorDash as well. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. They will deliver themselves as well, so make sure that you check them out at rosiescorner.com and on Instagram and on Facebook. Well, it is March, and that means that the madness has begun, including in the Atlantic 10, where we are going to talk with our good buddy J.P. Butler, the St. Bonaventure men's basketball beat writer and insider for the Olean Times-Herald. We're going to dive into the tournament bracket, the Bonnie's chances of winning the entire thing. It's J.P. Butler. J.P., my man, how are you? Like, uh, I always say this, you know, it's it's become my favorite pastime, talking Bonnie hoops with you anytime I get an opportunity to do that, and especially this time of year. Right. I mean, just just the most exciting uh, week, really, of the year, uh, things coming to a head and just the excitement of it. So being able to talk to you now is uh, is great. Well, I appreciate that. I love having you on. Let's start right away with with the Bonnies in this A-10 tournament. Um, They have to win the whole thing. You and I both know that to get into the NCAAs. Give me a reason why they will and a reason why they won't win it. Uh, I, I think reason that I think there are more reasons, right, that they that they can and, and, and maybe will when you just talk about, again, the five veteran guys who have been here before, who have done this before. We know now that it's a three games and three days proposition, and that's exactly what they were able to do, you know, last season when they went through Duquesne, St. Louis, and, and VCU to win it. Uh, we know these guys when they're 
uh, playing to their potential when they're healthy can be that team. We saw we saw it in, in some of the non-conference wins. Um, you know, we saw when they beat VCU here by 20, uh, a little bit in that seven-game win streak. You know, then they go and lose to, you know, they get rolled by VCU, um, but Oshun, you know, misses that game. He comes back healthy against Richmond. And I do think they have that mentality now that they really don't want this season to be over. They know there's some desperation there. And they know that it's good to, in order to have this storybook ending that was seemingly promised, right? The, the day they came back from, from Charleston, the only way to do that now is to win the whole thing. And so I do think there's that urgency there. Certainly the talents there when they're playing well, um, so you, 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 you put all that together and yeah, I do think they have as good a chance as anyone. I mean, Davidson might be the favorite, but Bana is just as much a, 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 of a favorite, even as a four seed, I would say. Um, and then the reason they can is just the, 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 the very inconsistencies that we have seen this season. Um, I mean, even Oshun aside, the rest of those guys didn't look particularly good against VCU on Tuesday night. And that's, you know, the version uh, that we're getting where they're not shooting the ball particularly well. We know they're not a great three-point shooting team. If they've got one of these two-for-18 efforts on Saturday in semifinals, they, 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 they won't win it. They won't, they won't be there on Sunday. Where is this team in terms of an at-large bid as far as the misses? Where, where, where did they miss this year? Um, in other words, hey, if they had done A and B or A, B and C, uh, yeah. they they would have an at large shot without winning the tournament. Is it is it hey splitting the Davidson Richmond back to back losses in early February and beating Northern Iowa on their home floor and beating Mason on the road? Is it is it splitting Vatech and UConn and beating Northern Iowa? Like what where where did they miss to get to this point to not have the overwhelming? Yeah, we feel pretty good that they're an at large club even if they don't win this thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. That's something that I've gone back myself, you know, in recent days and sort of thought about like, where, where did it kind of go wrong kind of thing. So to me, when they got back from Charleston, and they were, they were, you know, still undefeated at that point, five and oh, and I thought just the way they looked this in this tournament, I, I feel like this is a team that could go like 26 and four. Like I was saying that at the time, this is a team that has the look of like me too like a like a, a no doubter 26 and four type of thing so then they end up losing eight games instead of four and i said well what well, how close were they to maybe actually getting to that four when it was all said and done so to me uh losing at home to northern iowa now again that, that in retrospect that doesn't look like as bad of a loss because northern iowa goes on to win the missouri valley regular season they're now a top 100 NET team. They're not bad. We know that green kid was the real deal at that point. But to me, it's still a game you can't lose at home. Yep. Coming off of what you were coming off of. So there's that. And then uh, to me, it would have been uh, either splitting with UConn, Virginia Tech. Obviously, they weren't able to do that. Um, losing on the road at Mason. Again, they're not bad. But if you're going to be a tournament team, you, you probably got to beat the seventh place team on the road. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, probably splitting that uh, Davidson Richmond in the same week, maybe being able to pull out. I mean, they were in that Davidson game, just being able to pull that one out, getting that another nice, real nice top 50, 60 win 
and then and then they and then they're probably in, you know, at, at, at that point again, sort of regardless of what they do this weekend. But we know that's not the way it went, and I don't know how much you can necessarily compare seasons because the bubble's so different every year, different teams and bid stealers and things are happening. But we do know from recent memory that the team from 18 went 24 and six in the regular season and had some nice wins and almost didn't get in. They were the last team in. So there was just no way. I know some people want to think even now there's still hope. They're just hanging like a hanging by a, by a hangnail there and Joe Lenardi's thing. But if 24 and six, two years ago, was was just barely enough and, and we're sort of saying that's where the bar is for like eight ten teams then that that margin for error wasn't going to be you know that high this year and and not only to lose some of those games but to lose in the fashion that they did to kind of get run off the floor by virginia tech obviously you know the what have you done for me lately losing by 23 to vcu the other night doesn't help so we don't you know it's you gotta you got to win it all, and and I, everybody is is of the mindset that hey, you know, we know they can do it. They've done it. Uh, we know how good they can be when they're playing well. Um, we know the urgency that has to be here to not let this season end. You, you know, in the NIT, and, and that's the mindset that they're going to take into this. What team do, do you just not want to see if you're Bonaventure? You know, I I I know a lot of people pound pounce right away and oh Davidson it's it but to me right out of the shoot and you know the games start today obviously but St. Louis is going to play the winner of of LaSalle and St. Joe's right and so if St. Louis wins that game Bonaventure's got to try to beat them three times in a year we know how hard that is in all sports we talk I mean it's it's a constant narrative is it St. Louis right out of the shoot is it Davidson what team do they not want to face I mean, honestly, I think I'm not as big a subscriber to the three, three times in a season kind of thing. I know it's hard once you have that familiarity. Um, it, it is, it is difficult, and there's the revenge factor. You know, with St. Louis, they're going to want that game. They also lost to Bond in the tournament last year. They're going to want that revenge. There's no question. But I just think there are teams that Bonham matches up really well against, and St. Louis is one of them because the way St. Louis beats you is they out tough you out physical you and just kind of black and blue you to death Bonna handles that well they've always been able to match st louis's toughness and and Bonna is the more skilled team i think so when you put those two things together i like Bonna in that matchup most of the time and almost even same with vcu i know what they you know they did what they did the other night but vcu beats you by creating all this stuff off their pressure and getting turnovers and for the most part when bond is healthy they've handled that pressure well and so they've always fared pretty well you know against vcu because they're not turning the ball over like crazy again tuesday notwithstanding so i i think they do match up well with these teams where for the most part i like bond's chances in those games and, and it's you know easy to say but i do think davidson is that team because they just they they're, they're they've never been a great defensive three-point shooting team and we know Davidson just has that personnel 
where they can really beat you in that way. And we've seen it. They come in, they hit a million three-pointers, and and there just never seems to be anything that Bonnet can can do about that. So I, 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 I think if that's the semifinal game on Saturday, that would certainly be the tough one. But I will also say that in years that Bana has done well in the tournament, gotten to championship games, won them, that those always seem to be the years where the one seed gets knocked out. We we talked about this. The one seed doesn't historically fare that well. I think they've they've made the championship three times in the last twelve years. Bana being one of them last year. But in a lot of other years, Bana has you know I don't know if you want to just call it lucked out or or however you you view it, but somebody else has been able to knock out that one seed. So in two thousand twelve when Bonner won their first ever one in Atlantic City, the number one seed Temple lost in the quarters and Bonner got to play the eight seed the next day. In 2019, when these guys made it as freshmen, right? Rhode Island, the number eight seed, knocks out number one VCU. Suddenly you get the eight seed the next day. Yep. So so could we have another example where a, you know, I don't even know who a Fordham or a, uh, uh, a Rhode Island plays the game of their life and knocks out Davidson, and then all of a sudden, Bonna beats it. They, they take care of St. Louis again, and all of a sudden they're looking at a Saturday afternoon game against Fordham. I mean, can you imagine? For, or, or whoever the, I, I don't Fordham and Mason. Yeah, Fordham, Mason, 8-9. Yeah. Fordham, Mason, where all of a sudden you've got Mason. Yeah. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. Rhode That's Island's at the that bottom. Could be a wrinkle too, but Davidson to me is always going to be the, the scariest team. They are so skilled. Oh, I know. And and we they are so so. And skilled. that's without That's Grady. I think have <laughs> you know, that's without Grady, JP. You know, honestly, it's crazy to think this, but it, to me, it's almost like addition by subtraction. It was almost just mutually beneficial. Yeah, it's amazing for Grady and team because you know what? Last year, Davidson didn't look like Davidson. Bonna beat them in those back-to-back yep, games yep. To, to really kind of solidify their their at-large resume. And there was just something they didn't seem, Grady didn't seem as invested at that point, almost like he maybe already had one foot out the door to a place like Kentucky. Um, and, and this year they look like Davidson. And we saw it in the Riley Center. We've seen it really all year. They're going to be in, I think, regardless. Um, that lawyer, uh, Brekovich, Lee, uh, these guys are so skilled. They seem to hit 13, 14, 15 threes every time they play Bonas. I just don't like that matchup. Um, but again, I know these guys are coming in on a mission, and and it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, how they how they handle that. Yeah, JP Butler, uh, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Bowers and Company CPAs and Burn Dairy, the St. Bonaventure men's basketball beat man and insider. This group. It is is so special. These five guys, you know, Attaway, Holmes, Lofton, Welch, and Oshun. Um, when we look back years from now, where where is this group's impact most felt, JP? I mean, I, they're they're going to go down as uh, one of, if not the most sort of celebrated, decorated starting fives to ever play here. I mean, and that, you know, maybe that seems, you know, uh, like a lot to say at first breath, but I, I, I mean, they, they are now to me, you know, in order to fully get their, 
you still probably have to to, to win it and, and make sure you get back to the big dance. They would be the first team in Bana history to go to back-to-back NCAA tournaments. That's never happened before at Bana. Um, and so if you accomplish that, and then just from a, uh, you know, the double title last year and potentially back-to-back NCAA tournaments and all the wins, um, the fact that they've been three of these guys have been here from the very beginning. I mean, Kyle Lofton has started all 111 games he's played in, in, in his career. If they make the championship Sunday, that would be three championship games and three tries because there was no tournament in 20. And so those are tangible things where you look at and say, I mean, they would be, you know, you talk about, you know, how just like etched in stone forever, the starting lineup with Lanier and Kelbaugh and Bubba Gary and Matt Gant and Paul Hoffman. These guys would be in that same, same breath, maybe just shy of that because we're not talking about a final four, but they would be of that sort of uh, in that hierarchy, you know, I think forever. It's remarkable what they've done. It really is. Um, And speaking of that group, I've kind of wrestled with this all year on on my, you know, pre and post game videos and uh, different topical things throughout the season. And, you know, at times I felt like, you know, the heart and soul of the team, it, it maybe it's Holmes and Attaway together because every time you look up, there's a big basket being made or a big play being made by one of those guys. Then the next time you turn around, like Dom Welch does something defensively and then knocks down, he might go two of nine from three, but they're like the two biggest threes of the game. Then you've got Oshun who goes down, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, at St. Joe's and he, he, he they, they get bombed by VCU and then he comes back and in that finale was just he was playing 80, 80, five percent probably and you look and you go man maybe he's the heart and soul and then you look at the point guard and Kyle Lofton who's tough as nails who's the general and all the rest who do you if you had to pick a guy the heart and soul of the Bonnies who who would it be I mean that's that's great like you said right there I mean how do you even really go about it um you know it's probably as a parent like Schmidt's probably like having to choose between your kids like how do you pick one over the other but I, I mean to me um, so I, I would first narrow it down to two, and I would say for as, as crazy valuable as a Jalen Attaway has been this year, and to me, he has a case for, for team MVP this year. He has a case, if they're going to get a first-teamer here when this is announced, he would maybe be the guy um, because of he's the one guy who's really gotten better this year, like a lot better Huge this year. growth, yeah. Um, but... I still have to say because of the positions they play that it's always going to boil down to Kyle Lofton and Oshun Oshuni, Kyle being the point guard, having the ball in his hands at all times, directing everything. Schmidt calls him the quarterback of the offense all the time. And then Oshun, because of the impact he obviously makes defensively, I mean, he changes everything. And we saw specifically uh, – in real time, how, how that is with him when he didn't play against VCU, but then he comes back against Richmond and they win the way they do. Um, and, and I suspect that Oshun will be a back-to-back defensive player of the year. Um, but from there, I, I'll, 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 if I'm picking one, I, I, I still got to go Lofton. You know, again, being the point guard, being the team general, the floor general. Um, it, you know, he, he, he's, 
He's still not necessarily a great shooter. I mean, we've seen great shooting bottom point guards and like Marcus Green. And, you know, he's at, his numbers don't leap off the page. You know, he's always averaged like 14 points a game. He's averaged 14 points for four, for four straight year, 14.1, 13.9, 14.2. And so they don't necessarily leap off the page, but he does everything. He's got the ball in his hands. He directs the offense. He's a great playmaker. He can score. He can fill it up at times. He never leaves the floor. As we know, he's led the nation in minutes played. He's been a captain since his, before he ever played a game here. He was a captain as a freshman. Um, he's, he's just that constant. And so to me, uh, you, you still have to go Lofton at the end of the day. Final thing for you. Is there any way, shape, or form that these guys come back? Because they have, they have the Corona year. I, I saw Mike Corey's video, you know, and, and Mike's yeah. a great guy. I worked with him actually at the ACC field hockey uh, tournament uh, for ESPN um, and the ACC network. I, I just think that I, I think it's probably a long shot that even one of these guys come comes back. But could could you see it in any way, uh, regardless of the situation, whether they win this A10 tournament and then losing the first round again and they're still unfinished business or they they have a bad egg laid in the tournament and don't make the NCAAs do you see it in any way shape or form and 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 by the way with that question comes a backup to that how many guys could you see coming back because I I don't see two or three I I think it would be a collective group effort you know like hey let's go do it again yeah yeah no it's a great question and and honestly I I I agree with you I, I I do think that it would be a long shot for any of these guys to come back. Yeah. Uh, I would be surprised if maybe even one of these guys came back, maybe one, you know, I'll say, because there are those elements that you mentioned that, you know, say they didn't win at all. And do you really want your last taste to be like an NIT quarterfinal game? Right. Um, you know, or if they do make it, but lose in the first round again, because the whole thing this year, and I, you know, said it at, at, at the podcast we did at the beginning of the year that the one thing this team needs to do now, the one box left unchecked right. is winning a game yep. in the NCAA tournament. So there are those reasons, but I just think the fact that they've already been in school for as long as they have, they really ended up getting close to a full four years. I know last year came up a bit short of that, but they still played in the NCAA tournament. And just what these guys are going to have waiting for them. All five of them are going to be pro players in some capacity. Uh, All five of them are going to have money waiting for them the minute this season ends. I think a guy like uh, Kyle and Oshun are probably going to, they're not going to get drafted. There was some talk that those guys might get drafted. I don't think anyone's getting drafted. But they'll probably play it for like a summer league team. And then, you know, maybe in Oshun, because of his, you know, uh, the rare things he's bringing to the table, he's somebody who, you know, might have an opportunity at like one of those two-way contracts or a couple of them might, you know, have the decision to make, do you want to mess with the G League thing and maybe not make a lot of money but have your foot in the door for the NBA? Or do you just go overseas, have that experience, make some decent money? That's going to be on the table 
for them. I, I don't know if any of them are clamoring to come back, you know, to take Western Civ next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? And be, being in the classroom again and taking Natty, Natty World, I don't think they're they're clamoring to do that. So you, with all those things in mind, I just would be surprised. Maybe the one guy I always say because I, I, I just love him. He's the best guy I've ever covered uh, just all around is, is Jaron Holmes. Um, he's such a good guy. There are things that do mean as much to him as basketball in terms of being a good student and a good person and having his hand in some different things. He's done like academic summits and he's done like SBU TV, you know, he's on the desk, you know, anchoring the news and maybe he is somebody who wants to like come back and get a master's. And so he would maybe be the one he, he's going to be, Jaron's going to be president someday. I'm, I'm convinced. And so maybe he's somebody who wants to come back, but for the most part, I, I, I agree with you. I would just be surprised if, if I, I think these guys are ready, are, are ready to give it one last go here, whatever happens, happens and, and, and just kind of sail off from there. Cause it's interesting when you look at name, image, and likeness, because at Bonaventure, you know, they're, I know that they have their, you know, the cartoon shirts and some other things that have come out, you know, the sports locker cells and others where they get, you know, proceeds in this and that, but it's nowhere near the money that they could make probably overseas, you know, playing in Europe and a lot of tax free and all that sort of thing. I, I almost wonder if it was kind of at like a little bit of a bigger school with NIL and they wanted to do it. And they could keep, you know, cashing in on NIL, and it wouldn't be that much of a of a difference. But the gap is still very large there. Am I am I accurate on that? I mean, they're not getting paid tons of money so off of NIL. Yeah, no, these guys. Right. Two things with that. One, I, I I think the idea of having to come back and be in a classroom and deal with all that stuff outweighs any of the positives that maybe come from some of these other perks of being a college student athlete right now. Uh, I mean, I, you just sort of know these guys. They don't, you know, Adam Welch just doesn't want to be in school <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? By like, he just, he, they, they want, they, they, they are, they are looking forward to the idea of playing basketball, only having basketball to worry about and getting money for it. And who could blame any of them for that? They're, they're, they're ready for that. They're all 23 years old. If they come back next year, they'd all be 24 years year old college kids Jalen would actually be in his sixth year because he had his sit out year. I just think they're ready to move on with their just lives. You know what I mean? Um, And then with the, with the NIL thing, it's just, it's, it's interesting. I think uh, that for, for all of them maybe didn't necessarily take off to quite the degree they wanted Um, one because you know, there, there was that whole stretch after Charleston where there was, you know, sort of this letdown, so to speak. And two, the other thing, just from kind of hearing about it, that 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 this really uh, hampered a lot of momentum across the board was just that whole month where they didn't have a game. Yep. It's almost like, you know, it just brought everything to a standstill and whatever momentum they had going with the merchandising and things like that maybe just came to a little bit of a standstill. And then by the time they get started again, you know, everybody's calling them a disappointment and that just slows things and they don't help themselves by then continuing to lose against the George Masons and the Davidsons and the Richmonds. And, and, you know, that's a contributing factor. So I I would just think the idea of having money, real money 
waiting for them. If a if a Dominic Welch has an offer to to play in Greece or somebody's going to Australia and they can make real money, I think they're going to be ready to do that. J.P. Butler covers the St. Bonaventure Bonnie's men's basketball team, beat man and insider, Olean Times Herald. J.P., uh, you always bring it, man, when you come on the show. Really appreciate the content. Uh, continued success. Good luck in D.C., and uh, next time I'm down there, i got to catch up with you, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we, we, we got to do this. I, I appreciate it always, Mike, giving me the platform. I know I can just start going on and on and on about things, so I, I, I appreciate you letting me do that and uh, corralling me when you have to. The ML Sports Platter is all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Thanks again to J.P. Butler. You can hit me on Twitter, at Mike L. Sports. We are brought to you by our terrific friends over at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, the Syracuse Fitness Store, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Go ahead and log on to StumblingMonkeyBeer.com. Check out the unbelievable list of beers. You can shop right there online as well. And if you're in and around Western New York, get on over to the brewery, man. They've got gear. They've got great crawlers and growlers. You can uh, participate in the Mug Club as well. It's all there, School Street in Victor, New York, if you're in and around the Western New York area. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to our good, good friends over at Bowers & Company, CPAs, Ken's Auto Detailing, and the Swan and Whitaker families. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. It's always ice cream season at the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. And March is no exception. Come on in and get a taste of the Irish. All month long, they'll have delicious mint soft serve, mint flying saucers, mint milkshakes, and their amazingly popular cookie puss cake. All perfect for the St. Patrick's season. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh. So no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel, open seven days a week, Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.